But darkness did cover the world once in legend. We know so little about the Keyblade War, only that it was just the beginning. Where's Sora? This is the video game with Sora in it. Got it. Memorize the Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Wheels. What's up, Wheels? For some reason, I am more bothered by you changing up the intro by saying welcome back instead of just welcome to Got It Memorized than I was the other week when you just replaced every <laughs> other word with Luxord. For some reason, that is bothering me so much more. I, I've, I've done that plenty of times, though. I must not have been paying attention because that's wrong. That's I, not what the script I, says, Joe. Yeah, I also don't fucking read the script every time. Like uh, I have to for interstitial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do that. I, I, I alternate. Like, it's not a consistent thing. Um, huh. But I don't know. Well, I, just, I guess I, I'll just start looking for a new code. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to ride the wave. You know, I say what comes to me. Sometimes it's the intro. Sometimes yeah, it's I do that too. Not. That's why I said cummy ship that one time. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a thing that was in your notes, and you decided to read it. Which well, that <laughs> yeah, was, I guess that was a that was that a conscious was decision you made. That was in the third degree. <laughs> you typoed it, and you were like, "Huh, I should delete that," and then you didn't. Uh, we are in Olympus Coliseum this week and a lot of other places. This is kind of the week where nothing happens and we just sort of run through a whole bunch of Disney shit. We start in Olympus Coliseum. We see, you know, beginning of the film Hercules. He's, he's still zero. He has not gone from zero to hero. We see him fighting some unversed when Terra arrives. Terra says, stay back. And so they they fight. Terra fights the unversed for Hercules. Terra wins. Terra helps Hercules up and says, uh, "You okay?" Says, "Yeah, thanks. Guess they were too much for me. I'm just gonna have to train harder." You're pretty tough. You really handled those things. Are you here to enter the games? Terra says, "What games? The the games games. <laughs> the games <laughs> games to see who's strongest. One day I'm gonna win them all and become a true hero." Then we hear Phil from in the distance say, Herc, where are you? Front and center right now where I'm tacking on another 1,000 laps. Herc says, uh-oh, gotta go. The Coliseum's just up ahead. I hope I get to see you fight there sometime. Terra says, a competition? Hmm. I should find out how strong I really am as Hercules is running back. <laughs> oh, my notes say <laughs> he's fascinated with this idea of a competition to find out how strong he is, which makes me... Beg the question, has he never fought anyone that isn't an unversed other than Ventus and Aqua? But then that made me think, has he lived in the land of departure his whole life? We know that's not the case for Ven. We don't know about Aqua. Where is anyone Uh, from? I don't know. (laughs) Like, that answer comes for all of the other protagonists, like Mm -hmm. Sora, Riku, Kairi. We fucking know it. Where... 
we, uh, we don't see anyone else other than Ericus and Zechanort in Land of Departure. It doesn't seem like anyone just fucking lives there. So are they yeah. stormtrooper style, like taken as children? Because <laughs> uh, they are children. Like, like they are apparently Terra and Aqua are supposed to be more like adults, but like they clearly were children at some point. That is typically how growth happens. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Like, are the, it doesn't really it doesn't really seem like a place that people are from, and I guess that's because we don't like we see very limited amount of fucking land even to depart and from. I guess none of these worlds seem like any place anyone is from because there's never anyone in them at all except no. for in cutscenes. No, there's like I mean there's that's the Kingdom Hearts problem in general. Only few instances have there been people in like two. And that was it. Uh, even in Kingdom Hearts One, you got a, you got some folks like hanging in out in Traverse Town, Town and yeah. stuff. But like, it's especially noticeable here in in this PSP title. Yes. Anyway, we cut to the Coliseum. Terra is heading in as Hades is leaving. Hades says, "Geez, Louise, one chump after another. It's like a who's who of decathlon disasters around here. All I need is one measly warrior tough enough to give Zeus a jolt of his own medicine." Wait. Dark, brooding, powerful. Yes, he's perfect. Uh, Hades is looking at Terra when he says that. Is he? Okay. May- I think maybe, so. presumably, given what he's about to do, either, presumably. Yeah, because I remember thinking, like, that makes sense. But I also remember thinking, like, oh, he was looking at, I guess I can just say Zach. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because Zach also ends up in that uh, predicament. Um. um what? It, what is he trying to do? I, well, I, I guess know. we all I ask that question again when we get later into his dastardly plan. But um, of, uh, just fucking with people. Maybe the day? listener can listen closely to what we're saying and, and piece together the clues in this ARG of got it memorized. Yeah, and fuck it. It's out. been it's been six minutes since I said we might figure out what's going on, maybe, and now it's on you. <laughs> so Tara is looking at the scoreboards and he says, "This is it." And I guess, do you want to be Hades in the scene? Sure. How sad is this? Pains me to see it. All that power going to waste. Who are you? Name's Hades. Lord of the dead, god of the underworld, yada yada. How are you doing? Nope. It's, I have to read faster than I can feasibly think <laughs> if I'm that's, being it's, Hades. It's, that's the rule. Name's Hades. Lord of the dead, god of the underworld, yada yada. How you doing? Le- hey, let me guess. You're trying to get the... Fuck, that's hard. You're trying to put the kibosh on the darkness inside of you. Am I right? Of course I'm right. Well, anyway, bad idea. Wait, what? Stay with me here. Darkness is inside everybody. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You play nice with it, and the darkness will be your best friend. But if you go and get all self-conscious and refuse to face it, the darkness will run all over you like a debutante at a toga sale. And then where are you? Nowhere. Now me, I look at you and I see potential. That's right, kid. You've got the potential to conquer the darkness inside of you. And I'll even throw in some pointers. And believe me, if anybody knows conquering, I know conquering. So let's hear it. How do I conquer the darkness? Easy. Just sign up for the games. I know, I know. Please, Lord Hades, the games? But hey, you'd be surprised what you would learn in the, heat of the, in the heat of battle. And don't worry, I'll be right there to guide you every step of the way. I'm kind of what you might call an expert in the art of the darkness. Oh, decide fast. This is a limited time offer. When are you going to tell God, me God, can I just not say fucking the- anything for the rest? <laughs> <laughs> he says, when are you going to tell me how to conquer the darkness? And then Hades doesn't say anything. I mean, he does. <laughs> He's uh, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving me the cutting me some. I was, slack I was here, going do- to change the entire canon of these games for you. That's. I feel like that's in the spirit of Kingdom Hearts. The the incredibly important conversation between Terra and Hades, which changes the fate of everyone. 
He says, hold your chariot horses. You won't believe the bureaucracy involved with these things. Name? Terra. Kind of earthy, but all right. Now, height and weight. Uh, what, what's this? Favorite god? Come on. Hades. There. Ba-boom. Easy peasy. I sense you're already starting to get all warm and fuzzy with that darkness inside of you. It's sweet, really. And hey, by the time you win the final match... And hey, by the time you win the final match here, you'll have figured out how to conquer it for good. And don't worry. Anything goes wrong, and I'll make it go away. Service with a smile. I got it. He just fucking believes everyone. Uh, yeah, he doesn't ever learn that lesson, does he? No. He kind of does the same thing in the, the next one, too. Everywhere. Uh, so he's, yep, he's in the games then, huh? He fights a bunch of unversed, and then he gets to the finals, and then there's the finals. Hades is standing alone, and he says, okay, this is not what I had in mind, but hey, I can improvise. Time for plan beta. What, what, what were you thinking? What was the plan? How is this going any differently than you expected? Because you (laughs) wanted to pick someone who is specifically strong, brooding, and powerful. And he did, and he went through the games, and like, he's doing it, so like, what the fuck? Did he want Terra to, like, unleash the darkness unknowingly and that hasn't happened? I mean, that makes the most sense. Uh, Anyways, my your notes, notes say, say dork voice. <laughs> yeah, they do say dork voice because uh, Zach Fair, is that that character's name? Sure. It's Zach something. From... from... Zach Carnival. Kind of Final Fantasy VII, but mostly one of the prequel games to Final Fantasy VII. Crisis Core. He says, pardon me, coming through. I'm gonna miss my match. Uh, and he's got a helmet, so we can't see him, but that's who it ends up being. Uh, and Hades says, hello, Plan Beta. Hey, kid, come on, over here. And Terra, alone, uh, says, once I've conquered the darkness in my heart, I'll never have to fear it again. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, and the game ends here because he <laughs> figures it all out. Here in Olympus Coliseum. Yeah, the most important world. I mean, sometimes it seems like they think that. Some, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of Olympus. I think Olympus is, is in every game, so. Yeah. I don't know about Dream Drop Distance because I have not oh, played it. Oh, you're right. It's not Dream Drop Distance. Got me. Spoilers. Um, so the helmeted kid's there for the finals. The terror wins, and then the helmet falls off, and it's surprise Zach, uh, Zach Carnival from Final Fantasy VII Crisis <laughs> Core. Uh, and also, I mean, they're in seven, but they're not. They're they're now no longer with us in seven. Uh huh. And the original possessor of the Buster Sword. Sure. Now he's. He's in the darkness. He's a, he's ooh spooky. And now they fight again. Um, but first, Terra says, stop it. The match is over. And then I guess he thinks to himself, he says, he was a pushover before. What's gotten into him? Zach says, it's not me. I'm not doing this. He's being controlled. Who are you talking to, Terra? <laughs> Hades, says, Hades appears and says, huh? So what do you think? You like my new super warrior? See right here, this. It's the power of darkness. Could have been yours. Still could, if you just open up to it. If he had said soldier, like the joke is just right there. Uh-huh, in all caps, yep. Tara goes on to say, Hades, you were just playing me. The darkness will never have me. Oh, the, my notes just said Z for Zach, and I was like, wait, does Zeus appear? <laughs> and I didn't remember it. Zach says, help me. You've got to set my heart free. <laughs> okay, sure, Zach. Uh, they fight and Terra wins. Uh, and yeah, you an invisible crowd cheers. Great. This is the fucking. It's so This funny. is one of the funniest things in Birth by Sleep. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to where it gets super funny. Hades says, "Because there's no one in the crowd." That's yeah. The thing. It's it's you the empty stands that we've seen every Kingdom Hearts game, but there is the sound of cheering and confetti, and like the camera pans as if there it's... were models there. <laughs> it's wild. Hades says. 
Forget it. Looks like I bet on the wrong dark horse. This kid doesn't have what it takes to handle the darkness. There it says, you gonna make it? To Zack. Who says, yeah, I'm finally free. Where is... He's gone. Man, how can I let a guy like that control me? I'll never live it down. <clears throat> Thanks, uh... Tara. Thanks, Tara. I'm Zack. Hmm, definitely. Tara, you're exactly what I pictured a hero would be. Not the way you look. There's something else about you. Well, I'm no hero. Trust me. Are you kidding? Listen to those cheers, man! You don't decide if you're a hero, they do! And they've already made up their mind! Whether you like it or not, you're their hero! And mine too! It's too bad, I really wanted to fight you fair and square. The ghosts are <laughs> cheering for you! Still, no one's there! The camera no is there. going wild! I, I might be remembering it wrong, but there's probably some zooms into people who aren't <laughs> there. That's an exaggeration that doesn't actually happen, but like I it might it. as well. Uh, Tara says maybe someday, Zach, and then they leave. Great. That's the end of Olympus Coliseum. Yeah, the next world is called Deep Space. Tara is flying through Deep Space, and um, apparently there's not a lot of Keyblade armor... Um, driver driving instructor why why is driver zed coming up in every episode of this show anyway apparently there's no keyblade armor driver zed because he's just staring at his wayfinder uh as he's flying through when a bunch of like space jelly space jellyfish unversed appear uh they fight Terra wins yeah and then a big spaceship flies by and Terra gets caught in something we don't see a beam or anything just kind of happens just have to imagine one yeah, there's some things that got left out on the cutting room floor of this game, like uh, the crowd in the Coliseum, the mm -hmm. tractor beam, uh, how Vin got so small. Then there's how a did he get so small? We never did find out. There's a title card for Deep Space, and then it's the uh, Lilo and Stitch world. Um, so we Except see... um, Square Enix are cowards, and apparently they were like, well, we put... A you know, we put Agrabah in one game. That's enough uh, non-white and non-Japanese people for uh -huh. the entire franchise, I guess. Because in the Lilo and Stitch world, it's just aliens and fucking, yeah. fucking cowards, honestly. I could maybe see if Hawaii would just be a very similar to Destiny Islands. However... Just put a Lilo in space. I don't give yeah, a shit about just, the continuity. Just put a Lilo in space! They fucking, they fucking put a non-canon, like, side movie character. That is, that's who Terra fights. I don't think that one's in the movie. Anyways. Gone to? No, the experiment, like, 221. Experiment 22. Is it 22? I thought it was, like, two, I thought it was, like, in the triple digits. It might be 222. I wrote 22 in my notes, but I think, I think I'm it was, probably wrong. For some, my brain is telling me it's 221. I guess that could have been an exclamation point. Anyways, <laughs> Gontu, Gontu, I'm so glad they have the actual voice for Gontu. Uh, Gontu and the Grand Councilwoman are walking down a hallway of, like, prison cells, and Terra is in one, and the Grand Councilwoman says, is he the one? And Gontu says, yes, Grand Councilwoman. I've confined him until we can determine what he is. <laughs> He's a boy! <laughs> and then Terra wakes up to a bunch of noise um, of, like, laser beams, and we see Gontu uh, shooting at uh, fucking unversed and threatening to arrest them as if that gonna happen. Uh, and then they run away, and Tara says, Unversed! Unversed! And then he just points his keyblade at the door, and I think it's just a hard cut to it not being there anymore. Yeah. And then he, they fight, and he wins, and 
He um. Then there's Doctor Jumbo in a cell. Can you do a Jumbo voice? I knew you were gonna fucking make me do the Jumbo <laughs> voice. The, the thing on. is, I wasn't like putting you on the spot so much as I was yeah, like, I know I can't. It's fine. Um, I did a Russian accent for an entire season of Very Random Encounters, and frankly, that was a mistake. But here we go. <laughs> Very impressive display. Daryl walks away. And uh, Jumba continues, Wait, you help. I have been in prison. Is, it, is he actually Russian or is it just generally Baltic? It's, yeah, it's kind of... I'm just going to keep doing Russian because that's vague. the one I can do. Wait, you help. I have been imprisoned under ridiculous charges. I like that Dr. Jumba abbreviated as just DJ. Hera says, is that it's so? My brother. Yeah, your brother, uh, Dr. Jumba. <laughs> Uh, he can. T- the joke is that my brother's name is DJ. Dom jeans. Um, can, can <laughs> just don't do this. <laughs> um, my brother is pure. Do not, do not ruin him in this way. Uh, Doctor Jumba says, "I am innocent scientist who created galaxy's most destructive, uh, constructive species of all time. Why my experiment could ha- annihilate creatures you fought, s- you fought so hard." He is bulletproof, fireproof, and can think faster than supercomputer. He can see in the dark, move objects 3,000 times his rather diminutive size. And for reasons preposterous, the Federation Council fears him. They take him away from me and throw me here in small, stuffy, rather badly lit cell. Because he's so powerful? Exactly. Everyone always get antsy and pantses when... It's a good line. It is. Everyone always get antsy and pantses when someone more powerful is in the neighborhood. You understand, perhaps? We must take to rescue him, or he'll be banished to far reaches of space. Terra's you can, can relate. Says, okay, take me to him. Okay, I believe you. Let's go. Yeah, yep. Go, okay. Yep, he lets, uh, lets Dr. Jumba out. And he says, Experiment 626 is name I give to adorable fluffy creature you are helping for to rescue. I, and I am genius scientist who created him, Dr. Jumba Jukiba. I'm Terra. Pleasure is all ours. 626 is this way. Hurry. Uh, he fights in a spaceship. A bunch. I'm realizing I really can't do a Russian voice that isn't just the character I played <laughs> in the Marvel season. Very random encounters. Another plug for that. It's okay. But that's this, is, uh, this is a crossover event. <laughs> the most God, ambitious the... crossover event in history. God, if the red mind were here. Dr. Trumba says, amazing, is he not? Such tremendous... Oh, wait. I skipped fucking... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he just, he just fucking gets to Stitch, I guess. Yeah, I guess it skips, like, most of the actual playtime of the world, which is just you walking through a spaceship and fighting, fighting on first. You get to Stitch, who's sealed away, and Dr. Jumba says, Amazing, is he not? Such tremendous power and such itty-bitty package. Truly, he is one... He is the one, and that's the only. <laughs> the mightiest creature in all of Galaxy. And his only singular, inst- singular instinct? To destroy everything he touches. What? And then Dr. Jumbo lets out Stitch, who, like, was like, Run, <laughs> Spucky! Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, and he, he jumps around like a, like a fool and uh, steals Terrace Wayfinder. <laughs> to which Terrace says, uh, When did you give that back? Too late. It's already marked for destruction. What does that mean, marked it? Can you pee on the Wayfinder? <laughs> Terrace says, No, stop! My friend gave me that. Stitch is like, here's the word friend and kind of cocks his head and then runs away. Is this post film? No, it can't be, be, right? It's, it's it's prequel to film. Yeah, the it ends with him being launched to Earth to 
to Hawaii so, in Aqua's story. And then, and then post-film, he goes to Hollow Bastion. Uh, great. Oh. Because I'm thinking he gets there eventually. Huh. Or maybe that's what we see in... That's probably what we see in the end. I assumed we saw him eject... When I played the game, I was assuming he goes in the ejector pod or whatever and ends up in Hawaii world. But yeah. maybe he does end up in Radiant Garden. And that's why he's in there Hard in Kingdom Hearts 2? Hard to say film canons are pretty it's fucking very nebulous. very important either way. Yeah, it's so it's a really important detail that we nailed down. Uh, Jumbas says some stuff, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he says, "Friend, are you joking? Such a concept is totally lost on six two six, and we've seen the film. We know that's bullshit." Uh, but Stitch drops the wayfinder and runs away, and Terra says, "Funny, this whole time I've been telling myself I want to be stronger, more independent." The second I let my heart do the talking, I find out how little I really know myself. How much I miss them. That experiment of yours. You sure about him? Maybe in his heart, he wants friends just like the rest of us. Impossible. <laughs> he has no actual feelings, only destructive instincts I have carefully chosen for him. Or perhaps you need another demonstration of my evil geniusness. So then he just, he just like throws a thing for terror to fight? Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, are you not? Like, he uh, saved you from prison. Like, yeah, he did the thing for you. Maybe don't be a dick, Dr. Jumba. So, let me let me do a Google. Uh, While you do that, Dr. Jumba puts a little glob of something into an Erlenmeyer flask, and it glows. Sparky. And it becomes the Stitch character, Sparky. Sparky, Experiment 221. Oh. First appeared in Stitch the Movie. Which is the direct-to-video animated film. Hell and yeah. Chronologically the third installment in the series. Considered more of a pilot for the spin-off TV show. Huh. Bizarre. Uh, a bizarre choice for a boss in Kingdom Hearts. But uh, interesting nonetheless. And um, yeah, he, I mean, he wins. That happens. The experiment doesn't yeah. die, though. It just becomes another one of those little dots. It becomes, it goes back into dot form. Return to orb. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever seen Steven Universe? <laughs> um, Dr. Jumba says, oh, you'll be all right, little one. Just so that the audience knows that it'll be fine. Sure. Um, I will save uh, you for direct-to-video sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stitch is back, and Dr. <laughs> Jumba says, what is it? Why have you returned? Yells. <laughs> yeah, Stitch yells. Tara says, maybe he's wondering what a friend is. Like, all right, Tara. Ridiculous. Tara, uh, to Stitch, says, my name is Tara. Tara. I, ooh, I can't get the, like, pitch right. I thought I, thought I remembered you having, like, a good fucking Stitch at uh, one here's point. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can pretty much only do Punch Buggy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, like, a very specific, like, throat movie. It's very true. I can't do it on the spot now. I'm thinking about it and I'm getting stressed out. No, uh, don't, you don't need to. You're not a dancing monkey. Stitch says, Tara. Uh, and Tara <laughs> says, yes, I, I can't explain friendship, but when you feel it, you'll know it. Not if I have any say in matter. You are only meant to think about what is... Wow, that's... That's a sentence. I realize the whole thing is that he constructs sentences strangely because English is not his first language. Um... Why, why is the alien Russian? Um, <laughs> he says, You are only meant to think about what it is you will destroy next. Now, I fixed what is wrong with you. 
And Stitch yells again. And then we hear, and then an alarm goes off, and you hear, Red Alert! Experiment 626 and two prisoners... My notes say, Experiment 626 and two prisoners and two prisoners (laughs) have escaped from the prison bay. Security, locate the prisoners immediately. Stitch runs off. Dr. Jumbo goes after him. Tara says, well, I can't stay here and get caught. Then he leaves. And that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Did you you learn your (laughs) lesson? (laughs) I'm going to scroll up and reread what he actually says his lesson is. Because... He just fucks up. He just goes to places and fucks shit up. He says that he learned that... This whole time I've been telling myself I want to be stronger, more independent, but the second I let my heart do the talking, I found out how little I really know yeah. about myself and how much I'm... Like, that's such a reach for for what actually happens in this world. He took the Wayfinder and he's like, oh no, my friend made that. And it's like this fucking realization where he's like, I guess he had to realize he cared about fucking Aqua? Like, what? Um, is this the first time he's thought about his friend since he fucking left? I mean, like, well, they saw him at Radiant Garden, so it's been like... Doesn't not, mean he not, necessarily thought about them. <laughs> not, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> he just was there around them and fought a big unverse yeah, and, and got had, a ticket held, to Disney held a, Town. Held a brief conversation. Um, <laughs> didn't think about him. Irrelevant. T- I, you know what? If you repitched me this game and you were like, actually, terrorist associating the whole time, I think it would make more <laughs> sense. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyways, uh, as he's flying through the, the cosmos, he says, Vin, Aqua, I'll find some way to make things right. Spoiler, he don't. He goes to Neverland and beats oh. up Peter Pan. <laughs> Hell yeah, we go to Neverland. Put Peter Pan in his place. I've never been happier to see this. He gets there, and the first people he meets are Smee and Captain Hook, and as you know, Tara befriends the first, first people he meets and does whatever they tell him to do. Um, uh-huh. They are being attacked by an unversed, uh, by a treasure chest. Um, oh, sorry, my notes are unclear. There are multiple unversed, and they are all standing by a treasure chest. It's not uh, a mimic situation. Sure. Smee says, can I do a Smee? Wearing please? a salmon suit. <laughs> 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 know why that hit me so strong because spongebob's fucking good that's why <laughs> can i do a smee voice where are they captain bark you won't get me treasure that was supposed to be captain hook and i apparently should not be allowed to do a captain hook voice <laughs> bark i can't do it either well oh, uh, well. tara <laughs> tara says leave them to me and uh, then they fight he, yeah he, he wins and, and when he's done hook says if i had desired i'm just gonna i'm just if i had desired your assistance I would have demanded it. We had the situation under control, isn't that right, Smee? And Smee says, oh, yeah, I can't, oh, it's gone. Oh, yes, Captain, completely. <laughs> oh, yes, Captain, completely. We would have cleaved those feeds to the brisket we would. Why I have... <laughs> Dr. Smee. Why I'd have given Mr. a little... Mr. Smee, Esquire. Why I'd have given a little bit of this and a little of this. And he does like a whatcha motion when oh, he says yeah, this. The hook says some shit. Um, oh, this line's so fucking funny. All right. <laughs> Hook says, I don't think your efforts mean you'll get a share of my treasure or whatever. Uh, and Tara says, I'm not after your precious box, Captain. I'm looking for a person. <laughs> I'm, I love I'm not after your precious box. He doesn't know what it is. Like, he doesn't understand the concept of treasure. Like my status if you are after Captain's precious box. <laughs> 
says, I'm looking for a person, a boy with a boy wearing a mask, ringing any bells. I forgot that that's a thing he's invested in. It's also a thing that he doesn't actually, he's not really invested in because <laughs> no. he goes to worlds and does other shit. Uh, Hook says, no, not a one. Tara says, figures. Uh, and then Hook says, me, you blithering barnacle, we're off. We shall leave this place before the light draws them back again. Is that how it works? I don't know. Tara says, hey, hold on. Is that how that works? No, <laughs> he says, hey, hold on. I mean, on. kind of. What did you just say about the light? Hook <laughs> says, ah, yes, it's breath heart ooh, breathtaking. Uh, Tara, Hook says, ah, yes, it's heartbreaking, really. This chest you see contains light gathered from all around. God, it, fucking everyone's on the goddamn grift with this boy. <laughs> says, and I've got an acquaintance, a boy, who's sure to try and seize it. He just looks so gullible is the thing, He's and everyone's so right. gullible. Tara thinks to himself, and says, a boy who's after the light. If it's not Vanitas, then who? And Tara says, why don't I help you keep this light safe? Maybe you could tell me more about this boy who's troubling you. What's his name? Peter Pan! Neverland title card. Hook says, this chest must be brought to Skull Rock safely. Don't let that Peter Pan anywhere near it. Tara says, right, I got you covered. And you fight a bunch of unversed on the way to Skull Rock. Uh, they get there. They go in a little cave that looks like a skull. And Hook says, well done. You want to, you want to keep doing your SME or you want... Pardon me, Captain! Yeah, there you go. But it's about that shooting star I was mentioning. I forgot I had two different Smees. I'm going to just alternate between them. Captain Hook says, Mr. Smee, I ordered you to drop that. I won't have you gushing on about some shooting star. But, Captain, most shooting stars twinkle for a little bit, then go out. But this one kept on sparkling and shining after it crashed down. What if <laughs> it's a big, enormous, priceless <laughs> gemstone? Idiot! Why didn't you tell me? <clears throat> and he turns to Tara and says, We've got a bit of business to attend to, and must, I fear, step away. I trust you can see to things till I return? Tara says, Sure, when Peter Pan gets here, I'll be waiting. Peter Pan gets there, and Tara's waiting. Some lost boys in little bear costumes hanging out with him. Peter Pan says, That old codfish! Looks like he's got himself a new flunky. I'll fly down and distract him. Men, you move in and nab the treasure. I fucking hate Peter Pan. He doesn't do anything bad in Tara's story. He doesn't do... He's not the fucking male chauvinist that he is in every other story. But his chauvinism does not show itself in Tara's story. But, like, my hatred of, of Peter remains justified. I do hate Peter. The man? The man! Tara says, Are you Peter Pan? And Peter Pan says, That's me! And Tara says, The light is not yours to take! <laughs> Just zero to sixty. The information instructions pop on the screen to say, put Peter Pan in his place. It's about time. <laughs> I've been waiting years for this moment. And I've been waiting for this moment for all this show. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you, your notes say that Jet Monkey destroys him. Yeah, it, the fight lasts about a second and a half. <laughs> Hell yeah, Monkey knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. Uh, and the fight's over, Tara says... What do you want with the light? Light? What light? And then the, and lost, the boys. lost Boys. Look, Pan, we got the chest. No, not yet, you blockheads. Terror runs after them. And they trip, and, and as the chest hits the ground, it opens, and it's surprise, it's just a bunch of golden shit. And Terror's like, now what is this? Pirate treasure, of course. Jewels, doubloons, you know, the usual stuff. I've been guarding a pile of loot? I've, I've been guarding a loot box? <laughs> These are considered gambling. <laughs> And they should be. 
that's my that's my take. Welcome, um, welcome to welcome to ethics and gaming. <laughs> Actually, got it memorized. Is about ethics. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Gamergate. Um, <laughs> fuck game. Fuck yeah, video games suck. Peter Pan says, "Sounds like you've been tricked." Uh, yeah, I was tricked into buying so many fucking loot boxes. <laughs> I just wanted that Hanzo skin. It looks like Master Arrogus. Uh, Tara says, I'll say, I owe you an apology. I picked a fight over nothing. I should have beaten you up because you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, it was all in good fun. Not every day I get to fight such a good swordsman. Say, what's your name anyway? Tara. Right then, Tara. Which way did Hook go? They said something about a shooting star. Shooting star? Tinkerbell must be in danger. Men, guard that treasure with your lives. Because he flies away when he says lives. Yeah, and the Lost Boys are like, aye, aye, sir, you go get him, Pan. Do they just call him Pan? They do just call him Pan. Huh. <laughs> Which is, I've never met a child who calls anyone else by their last name. Like, that's just a thing bullies do starting uh, circa middle school. Uh, I had a pretty common name in, in primary school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's, I, I've gone by my last name huh. in, in certain situations. Interesting. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> you technically go by a shortening of your last name. So. It's very true. Remember remember when you spent like a year pecking on Leon and you're like, oh, wait, that's me, though. It's literally me, yeah. Anyways, the last boys call the man Pan and um, Tara's like, I should be on my way. And then he starts to leave. But as soon as he does, there's an earthquake and the last boys yell and he turns around and goes back in. And there's like too many unversed for the game to actually like load at a time. It's also clearly, so it's more of those space jellies. Mm -hmm. um, they, I didn't mention this before, but they're not 3D models. They're 2D models, so they just rotate to yeah. face you like some sort of. Because they got to fit them uh, all on the screen. And um, you can clearly tell by the surrounding dialogue that there is supposed to be an actual, a single unversed monster boss here that they didn't end up making. Because <laughs> note that the Lost Boys say, ah, it's a monster. Somebody help. And then you go and there's a bunch of unversed and you fight them and Tara, of course, says unversed. Uh, and then you fight them and you win. And then the lost, one of the Lost Boys says, boy, you sure cut that monster down to size, huh? And Tara shushes them because oh, Hook is bad. Ahoy! How fair ye, lad? Uh, and the Lost Boys say, Hook! And Tara says, go high. And then he yells back to uh, Hook and says, uh, fine, all's well. Uh, what's that? And he gestures to, they have Tinkerbell in the lamp. Hook says, Tinkerbell, one of Peter Pan's dearest friends. Still can't do the voice, but whatever. That's fine. I, I, I haven't tried once. Uh, I just do whatever fucking my brain decides to do at the given moment. Tara says, can I take a look? At this point, Hook just is, I, like, does he think Tara's, like, gonna undress or something? Because he just turns the other, he just, like, turns the other <laughs> way completely, like, I certainly hope you're not going to try and trick me right now with my back turned. You were so gullible, there's no way that you could do anything now. And as Hook is fucking, I don't know, admiring the sea, he says, so long as I have it, I'm just straight up doing, like, slightly deeper Maleficent. That's, that's like, what I found myself doing. Yeah, too. that's just yeah. that's just how that's just like my go-to evil voice. Uh-huh. So long as I have his precious pixie, Pan's demise is all but assured. Also, just calling the man Pan. Uh-huh. Peter Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> is that a joke? It's quite a different film. <laughs> I put two things together. Is that comedy? Is that a 
Is that a t-shirt sold online? I think it would be comedy if any of us could, if either of us could remember any scene from Pan's Labyrinth that isn't the one with the man with the eye hands and the, and the food, because I don't think there's a Peter Pan joke that you could make based on that. And I don't remember anything else out of Pan's Labyrinth, certainly. Um, sure. It's actually just something it's about actually the... just it's actually just Peter Pan directing his own version of Labyrinth starring David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be the same. Uh, <laughs> Tara lets out Tinkerbell and they kick Hook in the face. And Hook says, What's the meaning of this? And Tara says, You know, I didn't give it much thought. Just doing what my heart tells me. That's why I've done all this stupid shit. Hook says, that's mutiny. You'll walk the plank for it. And we hear a ticking sound. It's the crocodile, you know, from the movie. And uh, Hook runs away. And the Lost Boys say, hooray, we sure showed Hook this time. You didn't do shit, Lost Boys. <laughs> we, we showed. I was here. Uh, it sounded, it didn't, it sounded like exclusive we. It didn't sound like Tara was included, but that's fine. Tinkerbell is there, shine, showers some light. Sparkles and shit, and Tara has a flashback talking to Aqua and Ventus about every star being another world. Remember that from the beginning of the game? The Lost Boys say, ah, so much for private... Oh, not private treasures. Ugh. That's, you're thinking of Captain's Precious Box. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Precious Box! <laughs> the Lost Boys say, ah, so much for pirate treasures. Um, they they want to nationalize this precious box. Not <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, it's empty now. I why though? Why is it empty? What happened? Uh, because the unverse took it. We we skipped <laughs> past that part. But the but they built them up. I'm so confused. It's not a joke. You do see, there's like a really quick shot where one of those flat jellies like swishes <laughs> around next to the gold, and it's like and like some of the gold disappears. Slips it up. They want that money. All I want to do is... All I want to do is... And... And take your money. God. Tara says, Do you guys really want the jewels and gold that badly? Uh... I don't know where we are in my The notes. Lost Boys um, say, Now nah, we don't care about that stuff, but Pan was counting on us. And Tara says, I'll tell you what. Put the stuff that's really special to you in there. That can be your treasure. The Lost Boys say, Real swell idea, thanks! And they run off, and Tara says, kind of makes me wonder what I'd put in there. I don't Nothing, I, because I, no one means anything to you, apparently. I guess I could put that Wayfinder in there, but that's about it. Yeah. Do you want to do Destiny Welcome Islands? to Cutscene Town. Do, wanna, oh, do we want to do it, or do we want to call it here? Uh, I'm fine doing it. Okay. Um, Welcome to Cutscene Town. <laughs> Tara is flying through space again. And he sees a great light, and as is, uh, it's always good advice to, to follow the light. Go towards um, the light, you know how everyone uh, says. Uh, <laughs> and he says, this light, it's so warm, uh, which really does seem like he's dying based on what he's saying, <laughs> but he's not. Um, he flies towards it, and he finds himself on the shores of Destiny Islands, um, on the island in Destiny Islands, and the Paupu fruit <laughs> washes ashore. Back. We have to go back. Hey. A Paupu fruit washes, and then he hears Aqua's voice and his memories. Somewhere out there, there's a tree with this star-shaped fruit. And Terry sees the Paupu tree and goes up towards it, up the, like, through the stairs in the shack. I did not realize that's what was happening. I just thought he was walking through the void. I think, so, if I recall correctly, and 
if I do, frankly, I deserve some form of metal. Mm -hmm. I think in uh, Riku's story in Chain of Memories, there's a part where you're in a, you know, the memory Destiny Islands, and when you walk through that shack, it's also pure black. Uh, hmm, that's interesting. Because I remember that judges? happening uh, with judges? Riku in Twilight. Town. They're saying that the judges don't exist. Sorry. <laughs> I remember the darkness thing happening uh, in Twilight. Town. It might have also happened on the islands. That's possible. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, there's sort of, it's sort of like at, uh, artistic when he walks into the dark shack. It's just complete darkness. Mm-hmm. And he gets up there, and as he's walking through, is this while he's walking he thinks this? Yeah, it's while he's walking okay. that he says this. He says, Aqua, Vin, I wonder if we'll ever be a team again. Or if we ever fucking were in the first place. <laughs> Looks like all the things that once held us together just push us further away. You know, like me. <clears throat> and now the light has led me here. What am I supposed to do? And he walks out, and now he's like into a bright light, and now he's on the outside. And uh, a young Riku and Sora rush past. And uh, baby Sora. Which one do you want to be? Well, I was going to read Baby Sora's line, so I guess I'll be Baby Sora. Okay. Baby Sora says, hey, slow down. Would you just wait for me? Baby Riku says, giving up already? Come on, Sora. Says that a lot. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't someone say that in this game? I think Terra says it to Vin in like a flashback. Baby, it's possible. Baby Sora says, because I remember hearing it and thinking, oh, of course they did. Baby Sora says, I can't run anymore. Terra's about to leave, but then he like double takes and he sort of focuses in. On Riku and says, Light, was I guided here to meet that boy? Get this impression that you're the only character in this franchise that has any development. <laughs> I should further that by do, going through with this scene. Baby Sora says, Ahoy! Ahoy? Ahoy! We're over here! Riku, I'll race you to the boat! First one, what? Who is he saying we're over here to? Sorry, yeah, my notes aren't clear. He's, there's like... I didn't rewatch it. <laughs> Either, he's so. speaking off of frame. He's like yelling off frame. Mm -hmm. Later, we'll get a line from Riku saying, "Oh yeah, Sora's dad's coming to pick us up." Oh, cool. Okay, that probably makes sense with the visual context. Leave it to King this. Might be the first time Kingdom Hearts has done something that you had to see it to understand what the fuck's going on. Uh, <laughs> like it, that it, scene in Chain of Memories where it's like, "What are you doing here, Zexian?" And Zexian's like, "Well, Vexen, yeah. me and my best friend Lexeus." <laughs> We were getting milkshakes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sora does that, and he says, "Riku, I'll race you to the boat. First one there gets to be captain. Come on, you call that running?" Riku's just walking. Even as like a six-year-old, he's, he's as cool as a cucumber. He's so cool. Sora notices the extremely tall man who's never been here before, Hera, uh, but just keeps running. You know, Sora doesn't um, think much about situations he's in, um, but Riku stops. And he says, hey, did you come from the outside world? Terra says, why would you say that? Because nobody lives out here. And I know you're not from the main island. Smart kid. So what about you? What are you doing here? Oh, my friend's dad took us out on the boat. This is where we like to play. But they won't let us row out here by ourselves, not till we get older. Must be hard, huh? Stuck in one place? I heard once there was a kid who left for good. <clears throat> okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sure. All right, bud. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, this isn't canon. Um, because we decided a long time ago that Sora has two moms. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> so this is all. This is this, well. Yeah. Well, 
Maybe he's talking about a third friend that we don't see, even though the camera does cut to Sora when he says my friend. Ooh, we could. That, that could be it. Um, I also don't want to discount polyamorous relationships. So That's very true. Uh, anyways, in a flash we see um, Riku replaced with the, the beginning of the game. Does it tell us who that is in this game? Because at the beginning nope. of this game, it shows a man with white hair um, looking off. On Destiny Islands, and we talk, I think we talked about it probably for about half a second because that's as much relevance as it really has in this game. But we see Riku standing there, replaced by that, and then again by Kingdom Hearts Age Riku. And Terra can see this, I guess. Yeah, he reacts to it like he does, mm-hmm. and it's Kingdom Hearts Two Age Riku. I'm not sure if it matters. Back to Child Riku, mm-hmm. he says. So how'd you get here, anyway? Is there some reason you're interested in the outside world? You could answer the boy's question first. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be strong one day. Like that kid who left? He went to the outside world. I bet he's really strong now. I know it's out there somewhere. The strength that I need. Strength for what? To protect the things that matter. You know, like my friends. Outside this tiny world is a much bigger one. And he reaches out his hand and, um, like, straight in front of him. I can't describe it because he's just reaching out his hand, but, like, it's weirdly... Iconic, like, I don't want to say iconic, but, like, it's a emotion that is seen again later. Um, but he summons his Keyblade when he does it, and he does the bequeathing scene. I guess I'll read it. <laughs> In your hand, take this key. So long as you have the makings, then through this simple act of taking its wielder, you shall one day be. And you shall find me, friend. No ocean will contain you then. No more borders around or below or above, so long as you champion the ones you love. Enrique puts his hand on the... Hilt handlebar, and uh, we hear baby Sora from off screen. I think maybe the camera shows him, but he says, Riku, come on, hurry it up. Tara says, you got to keep this a secret, okay? Otherwise, there's a shit ton of plot holes. <laughs> uh, what he actually says is, otherwise, all the magic will wear off. Those are a lot of W's I just slurred. Otherwise, all the magic will wear off. What a wangled web we weave. Hmm? I don't, it's probably a reference to something. It's a thing my dad used to say all the time when he would misspeak. He would then say, what a wangled web we weave. Maybe <laughs> it's like a porky pig. <laughs> Although it mm, can't be a porky pig because my father was not allowed to watch porky pig when he was a child because my grandparents thought he was a bad influence on children because they would form stutters. Uh-huh. Um... My grandparents were great people. They just had very poor ideas about Porky Pig's influence on the youth of this nation. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what a wangled web we weave. Notices your wangled web. I'm Googling it to You're... see if I'm quoting something, like, terribly problematic. I, I don't know if it was Discord, but it did sound like you said you're Googling. Probably true. I'm Googling. I'm only getting a poem that says what a tangled web we weave, so maybe my dad is just really funny and made it up. I think, yeah, maybe. I'm sure other people said it My dad is very funny. Yeah. Why doesn't he have a podcast? (laughs) That's a good question. Dad, if you're listening, you're not. (laughs) You're not. Uh, (laughs) When do we know what Tara just did? Because I think I just Um, said it. I think I just said the word. Arguably never? We just do it. Like, we don't get more context than this. It's got to be explained at some point, because we all colloquially know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's probably... Maybe it's in a Xehanort report or something? I don't know. It was like the fucking thing where we were like, oh, they never say Wayfinder, even though it's like on the screen. Um, he, they, what is happening here is Tara is 
giving the ability to wield keyblades to Riku. And yeah. Riku will eventually be able to do that, as we see in a video game entitled Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, mm. It's a bit obscure. Weird spinoff of this one. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so it tells him to keep a secret because um, fucking when Kingdom Hearts was made, they didn't know this shit was going to happen. And Riku runs to catch up with Sora. And Sora says, hey, what was that all about? Yeah, you know, says Riku. Know what? Why won't you tell me? Who was that guy? Somebody you know? Maybe. This is the formation for Riku being, like, kind of a dick. <laughs> uh-huh. Sora says, oh, there you go again. Just tell me. I really can't. I gotta keep it a secret. Not with me. I'm like the best secret keeper in the world. <laughs> nice try. Ah, uh, Riku. I don't believe that Sora is a good secret keeper. Oh, no, he's totally lying. I can't That's like. I can't think of an example, but I, like, guarantee there is one. Anyways. There's no way he's good at keeping secrets. Oh, God, no. Tara says, protect the things that matter. Right. My friends matter to me, too, so I still have things to protect. If I say my friends matter to me three times in this episode, will anyone believe it? If, if you say your friends matter to you three times in the dark, <laughs> uh, Xehanort comes out and kills you. Um, uh. <laughs> he's flying through space, and he sees another light, and he says, that light, is it Vin? Which is maybe a weird guess. That's a fucking shot in the dark. <laughs> uh, but I do think he's right. <laughs> he is, but wow. Yeah, and he hears uh, Xehanort's voice say, Master Terra, find me. We must speak at once. And he says, Master Xehanort. And he's like, well, I care more about this old man than my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, ba -ba -ba -da -ba. I guess uh, the next episode will probably be the, um, the last piece of Terra's story. Yep. Then we can go on to, I don't know. What? Doing this two more times. What does Ventus do? He does get very small. He does get small. The whole, all the Vanita stuff happens with Ventus. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He, um, yeah, I guess he fights an emo boy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's do the plugs. Wheels, where are you on the internet? Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast i already mentioned twice called very random encounters wherein some friends and i play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible you can find me on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of jo i do well two other podcasts that aren't related to this one uh we just recorded an episode of we are watching one piece it should be out by the time that this is up just wrapped up the water seven arc proper getting into inus lobby um Every episode we do of Water 7, we get into a really long conversations about, like, the ethics of a uh, world-destroying weapon, uh, having, like, should the blueprints be preserved or not, and uh, that's, and, I don't know, it's just a thing that keeps happening. And yeah. uh, uh, Bed Bath and Bionicle, where my friend Riley wakes me up um, and explains to me Bionicle stories while I get ready for work, and I don't remember them. And it's uh, a funny show. You can support this show. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash memorizedcast, get episodes early and a bunch of other cool stuff, you can go check that out uh, that also supports uh, our spinoff actual play show called Interstitial, Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play, playing a game called Interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined uh, that, oh, that's gotta be nearing the end of the public feed by the time this comes out um, we're getting to the real good shit, <laughs> yeah, watch the it, yeah, there's like a chance this is like the same as like episode like 13 or 14 it's like, oh, here we fucking go uh, so, uh, hope Some good shit in that episode 14. Yeah. Let me tell you. Hope y'all are enjoying that. Um, we're working on what's coming next and, 
that'll hit the Patreon way before it hits the public feed. So if you're like an interstitial and you're still listening to this, you can uh, you can go over there. <laughs> um, the link to that's also in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you'll find the link to our Discord server um, and shit talk Kingdom Hearts with uh, other people who listen to the show. And um, you can also find that on our pinned tweet. Our Twitter is twitter.com slash memorizecast. Our email address! I got really excited about that. Our email address is <laughs> memorizecast at gmail.com. Send us questions or ever we can talk about it when we get to it on the show. Because um, I don't think we're going to do an answer report again. Or a Xehanort report. Um, did we not get any in this episode? Are there not many? Not that I saw. Okay. Um, if we miss any stragglers, it, I we'll feel, just do there's them at like the end. not that many, and it's like there you play the yeah. game three times, so yeah, it's like eleven spread over the three stories. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, send us questions are there if you want. Um, also Twitter DMs are open, and our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. I do believe that is everything. Those were come with me, folks. Olympus Coliseum. Deep Space, Neverland, and Destiny Islands. Got it memorized? Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.